0: Good afternoon. Good evening. My name is Marty Plum. I am and I am the host of a pen and a napkin podcast, your coaching clinic that you can carry around in your pocket. Welcome to Foundation Friday number six. And today we are going to talk about developing a great team culture in our interviews, in a couple of the book uh, clubs that I've done. We we've heard the word culture a lot, and culture is a huge part of sport and business and a lot of different entities uh, in the world today. Uh, We we talk about it, we describe, we we try to you know we know what it looks like when we see it, uh, but how do you build it? And that's one of the things I want to talk about here on this is the thing I want to talk about on Foundation Friday number six: building and developing a great team. Culture. I think that we're going to start with a quote uh, or a statement from Doc Rivers. Uh, This is something that carried me for the last four or five years of my head coaching tenure. Uh, Fight for your culture every day. And I had that in initials on my practice plan for the last four or five, six years. Every day on my practice plan, F-F-Y-C-E-D. Fight for your culture every day. If you don't fight for your culture, nobody else will. If you don't fight for yourself, nobody else will. You have to fight for your culture every day. And I think before you do anything else, you have to have that mindset. I know I made a conscientious decision where my last four years or so, it was about the culture and not about talent. And uh, sometimes... Uh, most of the time, that turned out well for us. Regardless, I felt good looking at myself in the mirror every time I thought about this. Um, a lot of this, or not a lot of this, but one of the books that really inspired me, and a recommendation of mine, and it might be something that comes on Book Club at some point, A uh, uh, outstanding read, uh, Pete Carroll's Win Forever. And he kind of tells his story about how he developed his philosophy. Uh, If you'll recall, Pete Carroll was the head coach of the New England Patriots, and then the New York Jets, or vice versa, was fired from both jobs, set out of coaching for almost two years, and during that time... He just researched, 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 and he knew what he wanted. He knew what he wanted to look like, but he didn't know the blueprint. He didn't know how he wanted to put it together, and he put it together, and when he was hired at USC, he was ready to hit the ground running. Now, obviously, he also went out and recruited great players, but his culture at USC, and now that he's brought it to the Seattle uh, Seahawks, um, that culture has been vital to the success of both of those teams, all right? So how do you create culture within an organization? Okay, how do you create culture? You name it, you name it. Pete Carroll's was win forever. Uh, what I came up with was an acronym: attack. And 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 that word I think is a great word for sport or life. You want to attack everything that you do. And we and the second thing we branded it. We put it on T-shirts. Uh, we put it on posters. Uh, we put that up that we want to attack everything that we do. And the acronym, and I'm trademarking this, so if anybody takes it, come. I'm getting my lawyer. I'm coming for you. Okay? Develop something of your own very similar to it. But this is mine. All right? Attack. It is aggressive, tough, together, appreciation, compete, and knowledge. And that's what those six words uh, those six letters and those six words stood for, and that acronym Attack was very simple for our kids to understand what we wanted to do. Uh, the third thing is you want to wear it and you mod- model it. Daily, essentially. You are going to attack everything that you do. You're going to attack that practice plan. You're going to attack that film. You're going to attack practice by being really prepared, by knowing what you want to do. You're not making stuff up as you go along. All right, You want to teach that philosophy intentionally. That's the fourth thing. You you teach your players to be aggressive, for example, in, in my philosophy of attack. Uh, you teach them to be tough. This is tough. This is not tough. Uh, sometimes it is toughest to walk away from a confrontation rather than to engage in a confrontation as an example, you know, so forth and so on. You institutionalize it, number five, and then you recognize it. You know it when you see it. Okay. You know that that's the attack philosophy in action when you see that team play. All right. So that is a way that you can develop culture here. Um, some thoughts about culture. Culture is developed by a series of decisions, and if you make the right decisions, your culture will develop positively. If you make wrong decisions, if you give in to shortcuts, if you're not consistent with your players, your culture is going to develop in a negative way. Um, Every interaction is either money in or money out. You're either making deposits or withdrawals on relationships. Um, When you're talking with your players, you're either making a deposit in or you're making a withdrawal out. Okay? A lot of people talk about championship attitude. Okay, here's another random thought. Uh, You don't develop a championship attitude after you win a championship. You develop a championship attitude before you win championships. And I think that is something that day one, you can walk into a program or day one of the season or day one of your off-season workouts, whatever it may be. You have to have that championship attitude. Only one team is going to win the quote-unquote championship, but you can have a championship attitude every single day of what you do. All right. I also think you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. You have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Um, if you're comfortable and you get comfortable, if comfortable, if, if you're comfortable with, for example, losing in the summertime, you're gonna have a hard time in the off season or during the season. Um, I think that's one thing looking back on my tenure, uh, you know, the summer didn't mean as much as it did. And we started losing a little bit of that edge, and you know, I'm just you know admitting one of the one of the things that I look back on and and, and mistakes that I made. Um, You have to now. You're 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 not going to chastise your team after every loss in the summertime or anything like that. But you know what? If you when you lose a game in the summertime, you come back with a little bit of an edge the next time you tip it up here, whether it's that day again if you're at a team camp or summer league or whatever it may be. All right. Uh, The best team, the best teams. Have a combination of love and accountability. You know, the best way you can have accountability on your team is if you have love for one another. Um, And that's a hard thing to find. If it were easy, everybody would do it. If it were easy, everybody would do it. Uh, But that's where the best teams shine. Okay. Um, When you're talking about culture, regardless of sport, the weight room shows a lot about culture. And again, uh, uh, another thing that I, you know, would do differently is be much more stern in the weight room. And it's, it's tougher sometimes with female athletes. There are certain, uh, stereotypes that some female athletes don't like being associated with when it comes with the weight room. Uh, but you have to get past those stereotypes and, and those, uh, and those beliefs. And you just have to say, look, we're going to, we're going to get, we're going to get stronger. We're going to get tougher. We're going to do this together, you know? And the weight room reveals a lot about character. Are they a team player? How tough are they? Are they consistent, or do they fizzle out after the honeymoon is over? Do they take shortcuts? Uh, Do they embrace discomfort? All of those type of things. The weight room is all about. Okay. I think uh, you know, building on this week's book club, uh, the IY Generation by Tim Elmore. Leaders, you have to. This is so vitally important when building your culture. You have to explain the why if you want buy in and positive culture. And everything needs to have a purpose. Okay. If players know your purpose, then it's easier to motivate them. They understand that. Um, that is the way that our athletes think today. Uh, the IY generation needs that purpose, they need a why because they're used to having answers. They're used to having that type of motivation. okay? So you can also build team culture, successful team cultures. Uh, and here's a formula that I found here. Uh, procedures plus progression, plus precision, plus patience. Or persistence, you could use persistence for there. That equals a successful team culture. All right. Procedures. When we talk about procedures, we mean, that means daily consistency. You know, the practice plan is going to be ready to go. Coach isn't winging it. Uh, we are going to work. You know, these are the the, the three or four things that our team is going to be really really good at this year. Uh, those types, That's that's consistency. All right. With your procedures, progression. Okay. What's the progression in your drills? Uh, do, do one-on-one closeouts lead to two-on-two closeouts, which lead to your shell drill, which lead to your, your press work? You know, what's the progression of what you're trying to arrange in practice? What is, you know, do you, do you, do you and your players see that logical building point? All right. Precision. And we use this quote before from Matt Campbell, an elite attention to detail. And, While you're teaching that, you're making sure that if you're teaching box out this way, you're teaching that box out to every player, and you're holding every player accountable for boxing out in that particular way. Okay, And then patience, or I guess uh, the other word you would use is persistence. I like persistence better myself. Uh, You are going to stay with this. You're you're not going to be, well, this isn't working after two weeks. I'm going to give in to the wishes of the team because they're fighting me. No, the players are going to do what they're expected to do. And you have to be persistent, but at the same time being patient to ensure that those building blocks are put into place. All right. So how do you know when, when you've got your culture where you want it? Okay. Uh, here's eight quick things here. You have trust throughout the program. Number one, there's a love for one another. Uh, number two, a clean locker room where you don't have to tell your players to get, keep your locker room clean. Okay. That's a big one. Okay. Number four, a good screening team. Number five, a team that has huddles on the floor, especially huddles that you don't have to call as a coach. All right? Number six, helping teammates up off the floor after they lay their body out for the team, whether they're diving for a loose ball, they're trying to take a charge, whatever it may be. Okay. Uh, seven, players that sprint off the floor, whether they've been in the game for 30 seconds or 30 minutes, they're sprinting off the floor when they're substituted for, or at a timeout or a quarter break, or at halftime, they're hustling off the floor. All right? And the eighth thing is embracing roles. You know, no, except embrace and fulfilling your roles. All right, uh, just a couple quotes here to wrap up. Now, coaches, uh, you can do all these things. You can teach it. You can you can model it. You can have uh, procedures, progressions, precision, and persistence. Uh, but ultimately, you know, it comes down to your players. And you know, Steve Kerr, above anybody else right now, uh, the Gold State Warriors are really, really struggling right now, as, as most of you well know. Uh, but he says this, a coach does not create culture. Players really create the culture through their force of personality and leadership within the group. Uh, the coach's job is to help shape it. Okay, So you can, uh, the old proverbial saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't force him to drink it. Uh, the players are going to shape that and, and it's going to take the right personalities. And, and what you can do is, once you establish that, You may not always have the right personalities, but if your culture is the right way, you won't have the wrong personalities. And that might be just as important. Okay. Um, The last thing here, and I think this is really appropriate in our modern world, and I think this is really true. And it's a a, a thing that you can share with your teams, and it makes a whole lot of sense. And they're going to understand it, and you understand it, and it's a common language here. You know, a, a team needs to be like a Wi-Fi signal. There has to be a strong connection to be at its best. And that's something that, you, that your kids are going to uh, understand. Again, that IY generation, that is that is something that will click with them, that if you have a weak signal, it's not going to work nearly as well. And winning happens because you are connected. Okay, So these were just some thoughts on developing a great team culture. Again, it's a difficult process. It is, it is not an easy thing to do. If it were easy, everybody would do it. Um, we all fight for it. We all know what we want to see. We are all working towards trying to do it. Uh, but more than anything else, uh, we have to fight for that culture every day. And coaches, uh, if you're, if you're stuck in a tough situation, the biggest thing is you have to be willing to look at, you have to be able to look at yourself in the mirror and say, am I comfortable with the decisions that I made? And if you're going to fight for that culture every day, I promise you, I promise you, you will have no problems, regardless of what happens. You will have no problems looking at yourself in the mirror every day. All right. Uh, obviously, if you're listening, you're listening on either iTunes or SoundCloud. Um, look us up on Twitter. Uh, look us up on Twitter, a pen and a napkin. If you have any questions, if you have any comments, if you have any suggestions, uh, email us at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. Uh, like I said, my name is Marty Plum. I am the host of a pen and a napkin podcast and coaches as i always say be sure to continue to hone your craft one day